Brief, edit that last part out. Fuck y'all. We're gonna win. Y'all are trash. Y'all know who the fuck this is. It's your girl, Gift Queen. We are here today with the Dawn. Did I say that right? Probably not. You did. Um, special guest, my boy Carlos from the Dap Brothers Los. You can follow him on Twitter. How are y'all doing tonight? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? How y'all Thanks doing? For having me on this Friday okay. evening. <laughs> that it is. And we are back. I know y'all have been wanting this episode for a long time, but technical difficulties and scheduling issues, you know, pushed us back. But we're here. We're going to talk to you guys about the Panthers game. Um, we kind of talked about it a, a little bit on the Unintentional Grounding show on YouTube. You can find that link on our page and on my page personally. Um, so who wants to go first about their thoughts about the Panthers game? Um, I'll go first real quick. Uh, the offense looked smooth. It was on point. It's like it reminded me of 2016, which I haven't seen that offense in a while. Even last year with uh, the opener against Green Bay, the offense was like I don't know. I think they scored about 28 points, maybe 30 points, but the offense looked a little janky last year. Um, but this week's um, the Carolina game is very much smooth, very fluent. And I had no doubt that they were going to go down the field and score, which is surprising because last season in, in week one was, you know, a disaster. So they clearly made some improvements. Uh, Sark seemed to, like, he, he caught a pretty good game. And um, and Matt Ryan was sharp also because Matt Ryan took a lot of heat last week. And I was really, I was really pleased to see him, like, ball out. So. Dog, even I was giving Matt Ryan heat. And y'all know I haven't gave Matt Ryan heat since our back-to-back 412 seasons. And even I was like, bruh, you not you gotta get your shit together. We don't have time for this shit. Like, what are you doing? That was, you know, the Eagles Eagles game. But I am glad to finally see them score in the red zone because that was ridiculous. Like People really thought I was kidding when I said that I turned the game off and went to sleep during the Eagles game. I deadass turned the game off and went to sleep. It was that horrible. Don, you got any thoughts on the Panthers game? Yes. Um, offense, their luck is hope for Sark and the play calling. Um, I expected Tevin uh, Coleman to have a good game. You know, I always spoke highly of him to be a good running back. Um, offensive line, the part that I'm, I was excited about is the offensive line. You know, they did a great job protecting Matt Ryan and opening up holes for the running backs. And Matt Ryan, he spread the ball out. If we continue to do that, we will win more games. We'll put up more points. Yep. And now we really need to do that because our defense is very depleted. We, Keanu Neal, you know, y'all already know he's out for the year. Mm-hmm. Debo probably gonna be out eight weeks longer than that. I hope he come back before he. I hope he just eight weeks is good enough so he can go because we really need him. And now the injury with Tat McKinley and that right there is pretty much stressing me out right there because without him, we really don't have a pass rush. Because Vic Beasley is not it. Yeah, he's really not. And that now I'm reading more stuff and looking at more film from this week, they got him doing more coverages and stuff now. I don't know if they doing if they having him doing it on purpose because of the uh Debo's out and they just don't trust Duke Riley, you know, picking up coverage. But yeah, he's a pass rusher and I, they just really just need to just have him just get to the quarterback. Especially we playing the Saints this weekend and we really need a pass rush to get uh, Breeze uncomfortable in the pocket. Man, that's if Vic can get it together. Because like we said on Unintentional Grounding, um, where has he been? Like, he has not shown up so far. And I think everyone can agree that it's very concerning. Vic, you got to show up and show out. Like, just like Stark has a countdown, you have a countdown. We don't have time for this. 
What did homeboy say from unintentional grounding? How is how is Brooks Reed outshining Vic Beasley? Because he got Brooks Reed has more techniques to to get off tackles and get get to and get into the backfield of the second quarterback. Beasley he just rely on his speed to get there. And if you look at the film, if you look at film on him, he he's not he doesn't have any hands or any like spin moves or any type of techniques to get off the tackles to get and get in the backfield. He rely on just his pure speed. That sounds like excuses to me. It well, it's 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 a good excuse, but it that just his he doesn't really have that many skill sets. Yeah, he looks like somebody who uh if you can like like kill like close the lane out, like you hemming him up immediately. Like he's not getting to the quarterback and it's just like he doesn't know how to roll out, he doesn't have like no he did have no skills, you're right. Um it's like it had to be a blown coverage for like Vic to like get to the quarterback and that's not good enough. How many weeks are we gonna give him to get it together? Well, we have no choice because, like, who else we got? Yeah, we ain't got nobody else. <laughs> it's like he got, he got to ride and die with this dude because uh, we're depleted as it is. Um, and I really think people just it's high expectations because of his fifteen point five sack season back in two thousand sixteen. Yeah, like, can he get back to that number? Who knows? I don't know. I don't really to. think he will. Yeah, he do. We all want him to, but just looking at it, how they got him now, how they have him playing now, he he can get close. He can get he can easily get nine to ten sacks a season. You know that's my that's my glass ceiling for Vic Beasley, but I you know Tack McKinley is a better athlete, a better pass rusher than uh, Vic Beasley, and that's not that's not an opinion. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That is, that's the fact that you get when you open up the Cracker Jack box. They send you that shit, that little piece of paper. Yeah, that's on there. It literally says it. Wait, I, I'm not, I haven't had Cracker Jacks in a long ass time. <laughs> uh, Cracker no. Jacks are the goat, but I'm telling you, open up a box today. Everybody, go to your local grocery store. Get a box of Cracker Jacks, and I bet money it says Tack is better than Vic Beasley in the box. Just reach your hand in there, get the paper out. Open that shit up. I bet it says it right now. Speaking of injuries and tack, we got everybody and their mother down and out. Now, me personally, I think it's the Super Bowl hosting curse. I think this is just a thing that I made up, but everybody that hosts a Super Bowl never gets in for a variety of reasons. This is the reason to me of why we might not make it. I'm saying might not, so you motherfuckers don't come and attack me like y'all always do. When I say something that y'all don't like, I said what I said. It's a Super Bowl curse. I don't believe that we will make it just because of the curse. The Vikings almost had it. They almost broke the curse and gave me hope. And then they failed. Let's blame it on these personal on the on the, person, on the training staff. Let's really just call a spade a spade. They are who garbage. Knows, who knows what they up there doing up there in Fire Branch? You know, I I don't know. And they played it safe for the entire preseason. Oh, not to play these people, not to play these stars. First game of the year against Philadelphia, we had what two players, three players go down, three. And my main important players, we had Neil, Debo, and uh, Free. Yeah, last week we had Tap McKinley, and we still have Isaiah Oliver. He still hasn't even played yet. It's ridiculous. What are your thoughts, Carlos? Look, I I am not as uh, pessimistic as you, but <laughs> I I do think uh, we have a fair shot. Um, to get to that big dance, it comes down to execution. That's it, it's plain and simple. The reason I liked last week's game so much because they actually executed. They made tackles. They caught the ball. Everybody was on their assignments. If you execute, there should be no problems. And execution plus good coaching. Good and good coaching also because like and like I said like last week, 
it was like I give like on a scale of like one to ten, the coaching, I give it like an eight, cause like er, like everything was everything was in sync, and they actually look like a team to be messed with. It's like you don't want to see the Falcons if that offense is playing like that. You don't want to see them. So I am more I I have hope in our team to actually get there. It's silly I know, cause. <laughs> but what else can we do? You know, I would love to come down to Atlanta and just like and be and like be in the city for a Falcon Super Bowl. So, me too. I'm keeping hope alive. I really am. And I, to, to be honest, like I think um, with Minnesota last year, their defense is sick. But I, I just feel like Case Keenum just kind of stalled out, and like Philly was just hot. They just got hot, and like you know. At this point, um, Minnesota's an indoor um, team. They want yeah, to have a dome. Yeah, true. They are a true dome team. And so all that stuff is important because, like, I think if they played in Minnesota, it would have been a different story. So at this point, not only do the Falcons need to like win a division, they got to try to get home field advantage, and so they don't have to go outside for anything. Then now they almost at this point, Philly has their number for whatever reason. Matt Ryan can't beat uh, Philadelphia, and that goes back to even when I think Vic was on. The freaking team, uh, Philadelphia, that is. So, and hell, even back when Vic was a quarterback for the Falcons, like they could never get over that hump playing in um at the link. So, for the Falcons' sake, win these games, get into the playoffs, and try to get home field advantage. So they don't have to worry about any type of inclement water or any type of BS that will like throw them off. Yeah, look, people, don't get me wrong. I love this team. To death. However, comma, there was this one time in this one month, I think it was the month after January. I don't really know what happened. I think the world restarted in the month that comes after January in that one year. And my hope just, it just shattered. Like my heart, it hasn't mended yet. And so I try not to put my full heart out there into this team. And I'm so glad we executed last week. And I talked about the execution and how good it was on the Unintentional Grounding show, which y'all should listen to. I'm just keep plugging that all episode. So just be prepared. Um, I'm so glad we executed. But as we all know, at least if you're a diehard Falcons fan, you know that this team is not consistent. So as much as I'm glad we finally executed on the offense, my hope for execution to continue two games in a row is very slim. Very, very I'm, slim. I'm not, so I'm not getting my hope too, too far up for the Saints game that I will be attending. So if you're there uh, and you want to see me, slide into my DMs. What are you saying, Don? Yeah, I, I'm still not in fully invested in this art yet. I'm not. He he going to show me consistency throughout this entire season. Like if we go out there this Sunday and Matt Ryan can throw three touchdowns, two or three touchdowns, you know, and running backs either if it's Edo, I don't care who getting in the zone, Edo or Tevin Coleman, they can score a touchdown or two. If we can. Score thirty points a game, thirty points this this game. I probably start trusting him just a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit, but just not right now. Now on the defense side, like I said, I don't know what's gonna happen because we did give up over twenty points this game, and that which is really rare for our defense since Marco Emanuel started taking over the play callers since last year. Because we, you know, we was doing great, but like once again, he's missing um, pieces on our defense, and we're going to be missing tack again this this game. So I don't know. I just really don't want to make a prediction of the score. But as long as we get a W on these ain'ts, I, I, I'm happy. I mean, we already know that it's going to be a close game, regardless. It's never a blowout. Uh, even when we wanted to be a blowout, it's going something going to happen. It's going look at the Carolina game. That should have been. It should have been like a wrap. Like uh, Trufant should have had that pick, uh, and 
if you had that pick, it's not even, we don't have to even like sweat the uh, last like drive for Carolina. So I'm not too worried about the defense. Um, because I know they're gonna because I know they're gonna because the state's gonna score points. So that's just the bottom line. They're gonna score points. And so it's up to the foul. I'm more like I'm more curious about the offense, see how they play. Cause right now the Saints are not where it's at on defense. They're trash. And like I, you know, they they barely beat um Cleveland, which um got their first victory last night. And so and our offense is better than Cleveland. So well, I can only my, imagine Well, my thing is what that is two weeks. You remember last year when the Saints played the first two games? What happened with them? They lost the first two games last year. They ain't went on this hot winning streak, so I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna. You know. I'm not gonna sit up here and say what well, their defense is trash because they can wake up Sunday and just start playing great and beat beat the mess out of us. I hope that don't happen. And you know, from what I've been looking at, what we've been looking at, yeah, they they defense does look trashy, and we can go out there and score. But however, Sark has to do his job <laughs> not underestimate. You know, uh, Sean Payton. And his defense, and go out there and execute. You know, not we don't need those silly jet sweeps. We don't need these bubble screens. Just go out there and you know, play sound offense. Establish the game, game and do a lot of play action. And I actually predict Julio Jones gonna get a, a, a freaking touchdown this week. I actually, um, that's my prediction. He's gonna get a touchdown this week. He's gonna get all. He's gonna get get that that TD that um, everybody's um. Asking about, I hope so he I, do on Lattimore. I hope. Oh, I, hope no, I, I, would, oh, I would love to see that. I would love Laddie, man. Listen, I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm save it for for the that stage podcast before I go in on Grabby Laddie. But fuck you, Grabby Laddie. That's all I gotta say about you. The Saints. Let's just face it. It's gonna be a. "Quote unquote difficult game because it always is with us in the Saints. We better come out on top. I hate that we're missing Debo because he has made us really great plays against the Saints when we're playing the Saints. Um, so that does worry me. Neil being out, of course, worries me because he's also a key piece. Duke being in the game worries me because." I don't know if anybody <laughs> paid attention to when he tried to tackle someone in the Panthers mm-hmm. game and he slid down his body like he was covered in grease. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck was that? And he gave up a touchdown on that on that drive. The whole yeah. touchdown. Like, you don't know how to tackle? It's not hard. Like, how do you slide down the whole person? <laughs> I saw a tweet that was like, damn, <laughs> Duke looked like Lattimore asleep. On the job, he, <laughs> he he legit looked like Lattimore. That is freaking out. sad. Like he he legit looked like a fireman sliding down a fire pole, but like face first mm-hmm. instead of using their feet. Like face first, bam! I was like, what the fuck? Like why why is he still here? That is my question, y'all. Why is he still here? Why is he still on the team? And why doesn't he shut up and stop tweeting? Because he's making well, it worse. Well, see, I don't follow him on like I I made a, a, a conscious effort not to follow too many players on Twitter. So I don't follow him. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I know I think last year people were trashing him. I was like, yeah, he's not worth me following. He's like, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. Uh he just needed to learn how to tackle. Cause if he had made that tackle, then that touchdown doesn't happen. And it was like an easy tackle. Like all you had to do is grab him and like take the guy's legs out, you know, and, and be done with it. But no, he's like, I don't he know. Just, he just slid down him. Like yeah, he can't, he can't do that this week. He cannot do that this week because uh, I think Michael Thomas and like their like their receivers, they're fast, and if you miss a tackle, that's trouble. So. And Drew Brees, you already know Brees is gonna pick pick on him. He's gonna end up picking on him. Yep. And uh, what's his name? Uh, is it Kamara? Kamara, yeah, Evan Kamara, yeah, yeah. Hey, we, we gotta stop him. Quick question: uh, What's the deal for um, the uh, our free safety? Is he suspended or is he like will he be playing this week? Casey, yeah. Casey just got fine. He will play. He will play Sunday. 
Yeah. That was that was so stupid. I'm I was in a minority. I was like, yeah, get his ass out of here. That was such an unnecessary hit. I may be in a minority, but I was like, nah, like, get him out of here. It, it, that was just stupid. It's come on. I didn't see it live. Um, because I was at the game, um, right. a different game, but I kept rewinding it and it kind of took me. You're lucky slipped. Yeah, it looked like, and then to me, it looked like, you know, even if he tried to stop himself, it would have been too late. That's what it looked like to me. And y'all got to realize, too, with Casey, like, this is his, literally, he was on special teams last year, but this is literally his first year, all right? It's his first year. He, you know, I'm not going to say he feels some type of way, but you got to realize we just signed Rico Allen to a three-year deal, okay? He was supposed to take over free safety after this year. But Rico's going to be here for another three, probably more than that, plus years. All right. On top of that, now he has, you know, blessing in the skies because of Keanu Neal's out. So he feels like he has big shoes to fill. So when he's going out there playing, he's going to go full, you know, full speed and try to attack, you know, which he's supposed to do. But I think he's just going on, going at it the wrong way. You know, I I don't want him to I don't want him to be less aggressive because we need who else do we have on defense that that's aggressive? Right, right, right. You know, besides Tat, only people I see is aggressive is Tat. That's that's not on the injury reserve. Okay, well he right. he's not the injury reserve, but pretty much that's it. Tat. You know, I I probably throw Vandre in there. He you know he can be aggressive sometimes, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't want him to. Uh, I don't want him like him not to be aggressive. I just need him to be smart. It's like you see the quarterback slide, just try to just back off of it. Cause like, I just was upset. Cause it was, I know it was, it wasn't really a bang bang play, but he, cause Cam already started sliding, and so I was like, all right, just, just avoid it. Cause that's, cause we lost him. That could have been a disaster, you know. Uh, by the way, I questioned Carolina's uh, concussion protocol. Because Cam took a shot, <laughs> then he went to the damn tent, and then within like two minutes, he was back out there dancing and like, all right, all right, okay, guys, you're gonna you're gonna kill this dude, man. <laughs> I, I question that because I holla no doubt. Way. I holla doubt. Casey did hurt. I holla doubt. Casey hurt um, Cam Newton. Cam Newton's a big guy, all right, and he can take he can take a hit. Like I, I played against him in middle school, so. But I just, yeah. But I like seriously. I think Casey hit. He hit. Yeah, he hit him. But I really think you know they played it off. Cam played it off just to get pity, get flags, and get him ejected, which he, you know, Casey deserved to get ejected, which is fine. But you know, they. I'm pretty sure they did the concussion protocol on him, and he was fine. You know. Yeah. Everyone listening, tell us what you think. Did he deserve to get ejected or did he not? Now, back to Duke real quick. Let me tell y'all what he be tweeting. He be tweeting shit like, um, I go out there every day for my brothers and play 110%. Bitch, if that's 110%, that's 110%. You mean to tell me you take your ass out there and play 110% and Sliding down a man and missing a tackle is 110%. That's all you got? Get your ass in the CFL. Get get off my team if that is all you got. In between shit like that all the time, it pisses me off. Like, shut up and play football. You're just making it worse for yourself. This is You're telling me this is all you got. Falcons, please fire him. Like, legit. Can you imagine going into work and missing deadlines and be like, but, but guys, I'm doing it to the 110% ability. That's all I have. Like I'm doing my best. They will fire you in the regular workplace. Why are we getting rid of him? That's all you got. Seriously. You're, and you're I'm, just upset. I'm upset because I'm going back to last year. We had Jermaine Grace on the on team as line, you know, one of the backup linebackers in the practice squad. And they cut him. My thing is, he got cut by some other team. I'm thinking to myself, okay, why we didn't bring him back? Since Debo's on the injury reserve, we could have brought him back. And I think he did had a better like, during preseason last year. He played better than Duke Riley. 
during preseason last year when he was with us. But some people were saying that, oh, Jermaine Grace. Not. Jermaine Grace, when he was at Miami, he's, he was a great tackler. And it showed in the preseason of last year. But, like I said, that's my hot take on it. Man, you know, people think if Duke Riley's going to be get better, then we'll see. I know some people saying, well, he need more reps. He need more reps. I'm saying to myself, you played, game, you played two games already in the whole preseason. Like, how many more reps do you need? Doc, you were garbage in preseason. You were dancing in preseason. You were dancing in training camp. You were dancing in the locker room. And we kept saying, stop dancing because you're trash. Get better, do reps, and stop dancing. What you do, you block everybody, and then you go out there and you can't tackle nobody. You're still doing the same stuff as last year. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Let's get us on another. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I'll say, we'll see come Sunday. And we'll um, see. We need to get on another topic. Let, let's back up our Falcons football for a second. This halftime show. <laughs> Move like Jagger. Whatever you want to call it is a major letdown for the city of Atlanta. Dog, these failures. Listen, listen here. I like Maroon 5. I do. Their music, they always put out good songs. I be jamming in my car. What good song have they put out since last time I heard about Maroon 5? It was in 2004 when I was still in high school. And I forgot the name of the song, but it used to come on every morning on MTV. You know when y'all used to get up in the morning. I'm 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 thirty. I'm thirty years old now. But back then, when you you know we get up, get get ready for school, we turn on MTV or be you know MTV. They had the videos on, and they always play their videos. But that was 2004. It's 2018. I'm saying to myself, like, are they still relevant? They are. Yeah, they got are. like three songs this summer. Hello. I mean, I don't listen to that type of, I don't listen to, I just really don't listen to that type of music. All right. I'm, I'll be, you know, I'll be biased. But at the same time, you know, we have all this talent in Atlanta. Like, I know we won't go get no T.I. or no Yondro or no Jeezy. You know, they ain't finna have nobody on, you know, the biggest stage <laughs> and doing something, you know, a rapper like that, but come on, now. they could have got Outkast. Like, they Outkast, Luda. Everybody likes Luda. White people yes. like Luda. They exactly. watch Fast and the Furious. Exactly. I they was thinking. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was. Uh, well, there's a couple of things I was think. Um, I'll I'll piggyback on what you said. Uh, there's a lot of artists in Atlanta that could have used. Um. Migos are not one of them. Migos are not good live. No, uh, they ain't even from Atlanta. And and freaking um, who the other? Yeah, Gucci Man. Like, I wanted to slap someone once I saw on Twitter. Like, okay, I got Gucci Man. Fool! It's the Super Bowl. Keep in mind, despite how popular hip hop is, it still is frowned upon in like middle America. You know, so it's not. That's not something that's gonna just transcend and be like fun for everybody. It's still like a negative kind of um, a negative image with hip hop, and like if you're an older person who is like non-black or brown, you're not gonna rock with it. So they couldn't. They those guys. I mean, maybe Little Chris, but most likely not. Outcast. That would have been great. That would have been a phenomenal. Everybody loves Outcast. Outcast is mainstream. Um, that would have been perfect. They could have. They could have Outcast. They could have had Sierra. You know, yeah. like they, love, know they love her husband. Yeah. They the lead love it, her husband. So I could have thought, okay, well, they could have had her. And she could dance. You know, exactly. That like no, no, we are not putting Sierra on a Super Bowl stage. Okay, okay I'll give you okay, I'll give you that. Can How about this? How about this? Usher, TLC, yeah. Jermaine Dupree. How are you gonna put did you say TLC? Are they not? Are they not part of Atlanta or not? T TLC with no L. What are we gonna do? Hologrammer? Yep, they they can they've been doing a lot of hologramming in the past Super Bowl. Hologramming, no left eye. 
on the Super Bowl stage. They're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna hologram no left eye, but I mean, there's there's options. They could have gone the R and B route also. You know, just like they didn't have to go. Like Usher can Usher could headline it and it'll be perfect. You know, um, so I think like I'm cool with Maroon Five. It just like it's not good. For, it isn't not Atlanta. Um, right. So and that's all it is. But I think they added they added on um, Cardi B and um, Travis Very Scott. Good. So of I course mean, they did. After all the backlash, they're like, "Oh, let's get some blacks in there." And I'm not add, sure. add. Yeah, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm in the minority. Like I, like Travis, he's all right. You know, I'm not, I don't even know who Travis. I don't. I don't really listen to Travis Scott. He's, he's Cardi all right. B. Cardi B's she's she's great, but like I just really think, I don't know if she's gonna be the flavor of the year. I'm pretty sure she'll continue being successful, but at the same time, like she's not Atlanta. Yeah, she's not Atlanta neither. So yeah, like y'all, yeah, they they had a chance to 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 do something with the halftime show, and they just chose not to. I guess listen. Look, it's like they don't want to listen. That's just like they don't want to. They don't want to listen to, you know. Um, I'm not gonna get into that subject. I, I'm not gonna get into the Kaepernick. Subject. I, I I knew you were going that route. I knew you were going that route. Uh, yeah, but, but you know what I'm talking about. About yeah, that, yeah. like they they don't want to address the, the real elephant in the room. But that it, it feels like it's the same same situation. Parallel lines. You know what have um, been dope. Ludacris, because imagine Ludacris performing Southern Hospitality in Georgia, um, on like, like at the Super Bowl halftime show. That would have been it. Would have been That's great. What I'm saying it Luda been, is mainstream. White and, people love Luda. Black people love Luda. Other people love Luda. <laughs> other people. All right. <laughs> okay. I didn't. Want, I didn't feel like listing out everybody else because there's so he, many. He's, he's mainstream. He's he's mainstream. Yeah, he's that. mainstream. Yeah, Everybody so. loves the song "Welcome to Atlanta," so you can have Jermaine and all them come out and at least do that song. Everybody loves that song. They could have had the "Welcome to Atlanta" remix. They could have had Saint Lunatics come out and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> you know, nah, that's doing a little bit too much. <laughs> they could have done something with that. You see what I'm saying? Snoop Dogg. White people love Snoop Dogg too. He got to show up, Martha Stewart. Oh yeah, no, those two are like you know mainstream. They had all this space and opportunity, and they were like, "Yeah, no, Maroon Five, come on, come on down." Nobody wants to see that. They're not. They're a great band. They're just not like Super Bowl halftime. Not in Atlanta. Not in Atlanta. Atlanta. Now, yeah. Next year, next year, I think what's Super Bowl a bit next year? with Miami, know. Miami, some, somewhere in Florida. No, because yeah. they're gonna. No, they're gonna bring out Pitbull. Everybody know. They can't. They can't do Florida. That's Pitbull, and they're gonna bring out. See, Pitbull. That's messed up. So if they do Pitbull in Miami, but they can't Atlanta, do yeah. Pitbull. Oh man, that's that's some bull. Right that, that's some of the boycott. <laughs> they are disrespectful to our but city. It was, funny. it was funny. Somebody said yesterday about Maroon Five. They said somebody said something like, "It better be five Atlanta um, rappers wearing maroon." <laughs> I thought that was. I thought that was hilarious, but. <laughs> But something that was um I guess to like I guess close on the topic something that I found interesting like there was like white people who don't like Maroon Five the people there were like people on both sides like there was like Atlanta like Atlanta fans who were upset that there was no Atlanta artist and then there's the other side where it's like mainstream America was like why would you pick Maroon Five because Maroon Five is like equivalent to Nickelback which is kind of harsh but over overall no one liked the idea that Maroon Five uh. Is doing the Super Bowl, which I I found um, very fascinating. Yeah, because you got to realize, like I said, like yeah, they came out with some new music, but Maroon Five, I think their target is with middle age people, like people around people around my age. I don't, you're not gonna, you're not. I'm come on now, I'm around kids a lot. You're not gonna hear no kids. I don't. You're not gonna hear hear the kids listening to Maroon Five or talking about Maroon Five. For one, you know they're target to you know just middle aged contemporary Caucasians. Wait, hold on. I am not middle aged or Caucasian. You light skinned so you close. Oh, what the hell? oh, here we go. Here we go. 
You getting slapped on oh. site. Oh boy. But anyway, but yeah, like I said, like just just like last year, just like the Justin Timberlake, a lot of people, a lot of young people don't really they know who he is, but they're not really, they're not, you know, downloading his music or buying his stuff. Yeah, he he's um. At this point, late twenties, early thirties. That's his. That's in, like you know, in mid thirties. That's like his demographic. Yeah. That's 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 his target. Yeah, uh, which is fine. Um, Maroon Five is the same thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right with that. Which is fine. Like, it's not like again. I have no problem with Maroon Five. I just it. I wish it would have been some something else. That's all. Not, I'm not gonna hate. Atlanta Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, just remember Coldplay. Remember when Beyonce and um, Bruno Mars. Well, like doing the Super Bowl um, halftime show, yeah. Then they, then they added out of all out of all groups, Coldplay. No one cares about Coldplay and their depressing music. Yeah, Beyonce and uh, Bruno Mars, they killed it, and like they added Coldplay just for I don't know, and I don't know. So I'm not sure what the logic was. Yeah, but it it was just unnecessary. So I forgot I mean, Coldplay was even in that halftime show. Yeah, honestly, exactly. You know. Exactly. I'll forgetting. be honest with you. I haven't really been watching any of the halftime shows like in years. I think the last one I really watched had to been um I think I want to, I want to say Prince back in 2007. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good. But like the other ones like I know Madonna played one, Beyonce, even Beyonce. I'm not really a Beyonce fan like that. Like uh, I just, I just, I don't, I don't like her music. Uh, just, what's just, the, all right, it's over. You're off. You're not a part of this anymore. You're blocked. <laughs> Look, I, the the only um the only Super Bowl halftime show that I really enjoyed was like back in like '92 when Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah, um, I loved, I enjoyed that one. That yes. was that was dope and. I think the other one, like even with the national anthem, I'm sure at some point, you know what? They might try to save face and like get like Usher or somebody to do like the national anthem. That would oh, be like hell no, nah, not Usher. You no, want but, Usher no, no, that- no, but no, it would be for someone from Atlanta, out of Monica. There will be somebody from Atlanta singing the national anthem. It'll probably be Janelle Monae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I. That's how I see them like taking care of that whole this whole thing. To be honest. Uh, no one could beat uh, Whitney Houston singing the national anthem, but you know, I digress. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining Usher singing the national anthem. He'll probably sound like a fucking Billy Goat. Ah! Uh, but hey, it doesn't matter who. I, look, I don't care if about the half. I'm upset about the halftime show. But my thing is, the Atlanta Falcons better be in that Super Bowl this year. That's all I got. You're damn right. Because if they're not in it, I ain't watching it. I'll I'll be down there. I'll be hanging out at um, Blue Flame um, or freaking getting ready for um, Bonfire ATL. But I ain't going to be watching that game. I'll tell you that right now. My dude, I got to be like blackout drunk to watch another Falcon Super Bowl. To be completely honest, now I'll probably be halfway drunk and not blackout drunk, but just the thought of us going back in yeah, gives me PTSD. Yeah, you need to be licking up. You do. I yes. Don't know. I, I, like, lick it up, holding a pillow, like, in the fetal position, watching the whole game. That's literally going to be me. No, nah, I hear you. I hear you. That was not a good night. I, 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 I consumed a lot of liquor that night. And, I don't remember that night. And um, I, just I the world resetted in that moment. So, the only thing that came out of that was was hatred towards Kyle Shanahan. That's about it. We don't yeah. say that name on this podcast. Okay, well, I ain't gonna say. I, we moved past it. Everybody, we got. <laughs> we we moved past it. Uh, right. Anything else? I promise you, if I see if I see him if I see him in person, it's gonna be problem. On- Sight. Anything else? <laughs> okay. What else? Oh, Saints game. No, we're not doing predictions for that um, because we don't really have any, right? Only announcement we need to talk about, guys. 
and I'm talking to anybody who can hear this podcast. If you're a Falcons fan, you're a true Falcons fan that you live in Atlanta, if you live like in a hundred mile radius of the city of Atlanta and you have season tickets, please go to the game this week. Please go to the game Sunday. Don't sell it. Don't just don't just leave your ticket on top of your countertop and just say, Well, I'm not gonna go to this game. Guys, go to the game. And if you do not want to go, give your tickets away to somebody who wants to go. We That's need the stadium needs to be packed. I'm talking about packed. It needs to be a sea, a full sea full of red jerseys, not just red seats, jerseys, red and black jerseys. And everybody needs to arrive violently and just wreak havoc on every time Drew Brees had the ball. Because we really need to, you know. We really, we really need to be out there, y'all. Y'all gotta yeah, really yeah. be out there and be loud because we can't have y'all coming there and just browsing the stadium and going to the shops and and all this other stuff. Uh, y'all need to be in y'all seats. Yeah, damn doing, right. Doing everything. Look, I need them to be like Atlanta United and just be in their seats at the minute kickoff starts. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm tired of seeing. A lot of empty seats at the beginning of the game. I know Atlanta traffic's tough, and I I know a lot of people will like say they just still amazed by um the stadium. And all yeah, they stuff. go around, they going around, they touring the stadium. And I'm saying to myself, like y'all do realize that Mercedes-Benz Stadium has tour dates, not well, to, uh, open tours. You can go take a tour of the stadium anytime. When yeah, they're not playing, but when the Falcons playing, go there for the Falcons. You need to go, you know, there, go there for the game. Yeah, y'all right. If I can make it from over a hundred miles out, where I gotta get on a fucking plane early in the morning to get there, then y'all can make it too. And they are right. I gave y'all a pass last year because that stadium is huge. It's beautiful, and I understand touring the stadium. I understand how many different places you can watch the game from in the stadium besides your seat. I understand all of that shit. This is the Saints game. This is our biggest rival, our really our only rival because you know fuck these other whack ass teams. No uh, yeah, be in your seats, be there, be loud, and let's do this. Like I'm gonna be there, being loud, being crazy, being you know well who the fuck I am like on this podcast. Y'all can be there too. So show up arrive violently we don't have time and try to be on time i know it's hard to ask you know atlanta's full of black people y'all love cpt time just picture the game just starting at 11 instead of one and then maybe y'all can make it on time yeah. can we do that please, please do it. And, uh you know i know a lot of people relate a lot of people go to church guys y'all just got to skip church sunday Go to the game. <laughs> I didn't There's say that. Go to the game. Morning. You can't tell people to skip church. There's Man, early look, morning service. Look, Lord, Lord, forgive us. They do have early morning service. They, they do have. Look, you can watch. They can watch Joe Osteen on YouTube. You know, watching no Scamstein. We ain't watching Scamstein around here. We saw what he did with Hurricane. What's was a Hurricane? We saw Hurricane what he did. Harvey. Yep. Screw him and his oh, mom. Oh, Joe. Oh, so, Joe. That being said, how am I going to close this out? <clears throat> Let me get this together. Fuck you, Saints. Fuck you, Saints fans. Your swamp-ass, ugly-ass, toilet-bowl-ass stadium that was used as a homeless shelter. Fuck Bourbon Street. It smells like throw-up. Fuck your voodoo. Fuck you. Fuck that boot. And kiss my ass. Your whole state looks like a toilet bowl, and we're going to shit in it. Come Sunday and the next time we play y'all, unless y'all have them refs cheat for y'all again and have us be at first and 40, fuck them refs, fuck y'all, y'all can go and I don't know. Brief, edit that last part out. Fuck y'all, we're going to win, y'all are trash, show your stadium, your team, the colors are ugly, the stadium's ugly, your coach is ugly, and he can go choke. That's all I got. All right, well, something happened to me today, this evening. I went to the store, and I seen a, um, a Saints fan wearing the Saints championship shirt. 
And so what I did was I went to the cashier and I got a bag, a, a paper bag, and I handed it to her and I said, we that. So I walked, <laughs> as I was walking away, she said, she yelled, 28-3, 28-3. Uh, and I uh, told her, you got 10 seconds to get out my face before I catch a case. Oh, boy. Ten, uh, look, as in Case Keenum, 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got, got you. It. Got you. Yeah, I got <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, it went over my head for a second. Uh, quick quick uh, observation. I'm a little irritated with the scheduling of this game. This game should be America's game in a week, so it should be a 4.30 game or very – or better yet, an eight o'clock game. I hate four thirty games. It, 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 it this because it's a rivalry game, and you best believe if it was any other team, if it was any team on like in the NFC uh, East, because this is where I live up this, in this region. If it's a rivalry game, it's gonna be that four o'clock game, and um, I just think this game should have been four o'clock or a uh, uh, eight o'clock game, in my opinion. I know they're gonna do it in like Thanksgiving, but it, this is the the first matchup, and I feel like it's not getting enough uh, buzz. So here's the thing with the rivalries in the NFL. Okay, you have your Cowboys and Redskins, right? Then you have your Eagles and Giants. You have your um, Bears and Packers. All right, and then you have your um, I even say 49ers and uh, Rams. All right, um, AFC teams. Yeah, KFC and Oakland. I really think Atlanta and New Orleans, it, by far, we are in the top five rivalries in the NFL. Got to be. No, 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 no. We are the biggest rivalry, period. Like, have y'all noticed this year? I think it first started with um, who came to visit? Was it Terrell Owens or Ocho Cinco? I think it was Ocho Cinco came to visit. And in his mentions were Saints and Falcons fans going at it for a week or longer. And he was like, I didn't know the rivalry was like this. Like, nobody knows because they just don't care. Like, they just haven't paid attention, haven't cared, especially anything to do with Atlanta. You see the media, sports, they always disrespect us. And it took from that to like all these other commentators and all these new people coming in, you know, with the fucking blue check marks. I didn't know y'all were like that. I like this is a whole new rivalry. Like it's not. It's this is nothing new. This has been going on for the past for fifty years. Ever. And my mom, when she was pregnant with me, she went like I was born a week after she went to the Falcons and Saints game at the Fulton County Stadium. I almost fought a, a Saints fan. Pretty much nine months pregnant with me. Now, like I said, if that don't go to show you how deep this rivalry is, I don't know what else to tell you. Like this rivalry has, like, yeah, it it stands. It is it, it's, it's hate, and that's why we call it hate week because we don't. There's no love lost between you know <laughs> between us. But like I said, it Falcons Saints. That should be prime time. Every time we play, it should be prime time. Monday night game or Sunday night game, or even Thursday night game. It should always be a prime time game. It should, but they're so fucking disrespectful. Like ours is bigger than the Cowboys and Redskins. Because they yeah. haven't, Cowboys and Redskins haven't been doing anything the past what couple of decades. Like they haven't been, yeah, they haven't been relevant the past couple of decades. Yeah, and yeah. I, yeah, that was, that, yeah, that was must see. Redskins, Cowboys, but now like, who it's, cares? It's not the same buzz. It's not the same buzz. Um, yeah, who, who, like, yeah, who cares? Like, besides, besides the regional area, of, like up here, but uh, because like, you know, like the Redskins don't have a quarterback and Dallas don't have much of an offense, so it's like, who cares? Um, but hey, thanks for like um, inviting me to the show. I appreciate it. Hell yeah, we gotta do this again. Sorry for you know all the difficulties we had, but you know. We're getting it together slowly but surely. We definitely got to have you back on. We appreciate yeah. you coming. Um, sorry, guys, for the late podcast. I know you're going to get us because you always do. Even when the Eagles one came out, you were like, why are we taking so long? Shut up. It's a problem. Leave us alone. I, I, I definitely I understand how that works. <laughs> uh, 
You can follow me on Twitter at that brother Los. Um, you can follow my podcast called Yes Another Podcast. Um, you can follow the, uh, Yes Another Podcast on Instagram and Yes Another Pod on Twitter. Uh, we go for we, the show ranges from uh, social issues to like entertainment to like why I hate strip clubs. Why is it a waste of money? Why bother showing up? You know, so it's a wide range of like topics that we, I um, we do on the show. And Gift was on the show a couple months back. And yes. so um, and it, in my very is. humble, my very humble studio. I must humble. say that. people saw them yeah. that picture I posted. They're like, oh my God, where no, are it, you? I'm like, man. It, it just it's just my my closet. That's that's nothing it's <laughs> no big deal. It's no big deal. But uh yeah. Like follow us, check it out. We're on yes. um, iTunes and we're on SoundCloud. Yes, another podcast. Yes, check it out. It is very good. He has very great, entertaining guests that bring a lot of different opinions to the table, and they're always very interesting, <laughs> including myself. I gotta get back on <laughs> um, your podcast. Um, oh, South Breeze couldn't make it tonight. It'll be on, you know, of course, the next one. So I know y'all going to be like, what the hell? Why haven't we heard from him? Well, you know, you just couldn't make it on a night. Uh, really quickly, I got to shout out Nesquik Shay. She told me to say, nah, just fuck them. Red beans and rice, bouncing ass, bitch ass ain'ts. So that's for you Saints fans. Cause I know some of y'all listen to this. I don't know why, but thank you for your... Um, listenership, whatever you call it. Don, you got any? Shouts out to Unintentional Grounding. Um, go, yep. y'all can go to his um page and go to his YouTube channels. He put out uh, great film breakdowns. Um, shouts out to um Jalen. Shouts out to um. J- Hold on, is Josh going to the game on uh, Sunday? I don't know. I think he might have gotten standing room only tickets. I'm not sure yet. Him, him and Lattimore in the same building at the same time. What could no. <laughs> If I see Josh, I'm going to try to push him down. I'm going I'm to try to sneak him down there just see what's going to happen. Like, I'll videotape the whole thing. If he comes, we're going to try to go into the tunnel like me and my boy Jamar did last time. And so he could, like, talk his shit. And I'm going to record everything. Oh, yeah. I hope you're coming, Josh. Shout out to you. And anything else, y'all? Nope. That's it. Go dirty. All right. We're signing off. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you after the Saints game. Peace. Later.